What do trying to fit it all in, failing to enjoy our homeschool days, and burning out all have in common? Time and how we use it. So today, let's make some space in our days, shall we? Welcome to the Simple is the New Smart podcast. I'm Zara Fagan, PhD, author of Minimalist Homeschooling and the creator of the Simple is the New Smart membership. And this is the place where we talk about how less really is more and how simple really is the new smart. This is the place for any homeschooler who wants to trade stress, exhaustion, overwhelm, and self-doubt for peace, clarity, confidence, and a sense of true abundance. It turns out that transforming our mindset really can transform our homeschools and our lives. We'll talk tips and strategies, stories and perspective, and interview people who have lessons to teach us. And I am just so happy that you're here. Are you ready? Let's do this. Welcome. In the last episode, I talked to you guys about five reasons to guard your time and five reasons to really be intentional about our time and five reasons to start taking it seriously. So in this episode, I'm going to give you three ways to win, right? So three ways to reclaim your time and probably some sanity with it, right? Three ways to start carving out some space so that you can do the best with the time that you have available. I like to say in minimalist homeschooling, the question is not, how do I get everything done? Although that's the question that most homeschoolers come to me asking. I need to know how to get it all done. I need to know how to fit it all in. And the better question is, how will I do the best in the time that I have available? right? That's the question that we're talking about today. So let's talk about three ways that you can create a little space in your schedule and a little margin in your schedule, because I want you to have time to just be, I want you to have time to relax and not get burnt out. I want you to have time to think about the bigger picture and not just get swept away in a current of life. I want you to have the time to have the intentional thoughts so that you can make the intentional action. So number one, this probably shouldn't come as any surprise on a minimalist homeschooling podcast. I'm going to suggest that you purge. In the last episode, I talked a lot about identifying our purpose and realizing that our time has a value. And so the first thing that I would say is to look at everything on your calendar that is scheduled or that is unscheduled. So one thing that you can do is keep a record of your day of exactly how you spent your time. Did you take phone calls? Did you go on social media? Did you respond to texts? How long did it take you to make dinner? How long did it take you to deal with meltdowns? How long were you in the car driving people around, right? Really get a good handle on your time so that you can purge. Because a lot of times where we're losing our time, where we're unintentional with our time, we don't even realize that we're losing our time, right? So start being really aware of how you're spending your time and then start purging. And number two, I would say start using techniques like batching and time blocking. So time blocking is this idea where you set aside a specific chunk of time in your day or in your week to do a specific thing. This works really well for 
constant interruptions, right? Because what I'm going to talk about today is has a lot to do with just the constant interruptions that suck up our time without us even realizing it. That's where we're often losing our time, right? So maybe for you, it's responding to texts or it's social media or it's emails. Maybe for you, it is all of the housework or the cleaning or the laundry. But the idea is, is that you group like things together. You answer all the emails at one time during the day. You set aside the time to go on social media if that's something that you've decided is a priority. You set aside the time to do the laundry and the house cleaning all at once, right? Not a little bit here and there throughout the day because here's what happens. If we decide we're gonna load the dishwasher while our son is doing math, then it's inefficient. Oftentimes, our son will have a question about the math, and so he's waiting on us while we're loading the dishwasher to get over there and take a look at the problem and to help him out with it. And then we walk all the way back and we start loading the dishwasher again. We lose momentum in the task that we're doing. Our kids lose momentum in the task that they're doing for their homeschooling. And so what happens is everything starts taking more time. It takes us more time to load the dishwasher and it takes our children more time to do their schoolwork. And so try not to multitask, but instead try to block out your time. So if you have blocked off time for homeschooling, then devote all of your attention to homeschooling and see how smoothly it goes and see how quickly it gets done. And see how much time you save just by being present and being intentional with that time being devoted to a specific thing with as few interruptions as possible. I understand. I have four kids. There are some interruptions that you can't avoid, right? A child is climbing up the bookshelves. You're going to do something about it. I get it. But for the most part, there are a lot of interruptions and distractions that we can prevent from ourselves that we create as the adult. Our job as the parent teacher is to be minimizing distractions, not creating new distractions or new impediments to our children moving smoothly through their schoolwork, right? So by being there, being present when they are doing their schoolwork, not only is it more efficient, it's also more effective. And also a lot of people will ask me, when do you find time to grade your children's work? How do you keep them accountable for the work that they're supposed to be doing? How do you find time to do your homeschool planning, to review all the books that you may or may not want to use in your homeschool, and these sorts of planning activities and accountability activities? And so this approach really solves that problem as well, because when you're present with your child doing homeschooling during your chunk of homeschooling time, You're not just sitting there doing nothing. You're readily available for questions they may have, but you're also able to hold them accountable during that time. You're also able to grade their schoolwork during that time. You're also able to review things and plan things during that time. And so you're really just blocking off a time for the whole family to focus on the homeschool. In the same way, you can block off time for the whole family to focus on housework. You can block off time for the whole family to relax. You can block off time to make sure that the most important things are getting done by carving out these chunks of time for your high priority items. Batching refers to this idea of doing a whole lot of it at once, right? So we can batch our meals. That's the most common one. I like to batch my laundry. I like to do all my laundry at once and just get it done, right? Some people like a load a day. You decide what works for you, but blocking off our time and batching items is one way that we can salvage a whole lot of time in our day. 
I have a blog post and a video about batching and how you can batch more in your homeschool specifically. So in the show notes for this, I will put links to those. So you're going to want to go to www.zaraphd.com forward slash podcast, look for episode 12, and then find out more information specifically about batching if you think that's something that would help in your homeschool. But basically, the way that it works is that you take some subject matter, maybe it's something that you really want to make sure you have enough time for so you can deep dive. Maybe it's something that you never seem to have time for. Maybe it's something that you have been neglecting and you really want to make time for it. Regardless of what it is, what you do is you set all your other subjects aside and you do an intensive what I call a homeschool camp. So you can have a one-day camp, a two-day camp, a two-week camp. It's really up to you. And the idea is that you set aside these days to dive deep into a subject. So you could do this with poetry. You could do this with science. I personally do it in our homeschool, most often with science experiments. So we'll work our way through the text during the year. But we save all the science experiments for the end of the year, and we have what we call a science camp. We do it when the weather is nice so we can do it outside at the picnic table. And the benefit here is that I'm only shopping for the supplies for all these experiments one time during the year. I'm pulling them all together. I'm doing that work one time, not every single week. And it serves as a great review for us for all of the science that we learned from the textbook throughout the year. So now we're reviewing it in a hands-on way. We keep the mess outside. We keep the mess consolidated to a couple of weeks instead of every single week. It works out really well for us. And so start thinking about ways that you might want to batch subjects in your homeschool. Okay, so when we're talking about batching things, when we're talking about blocking off time, I want to speak specifically to all these little to-dos that come up in the day. I want to talk about opening the mail, paying the bills, making the phone calls, making the appointments, returning the emails, checking in on coaches, ordering uniforms, buying the books off of Amazon, doing the grocery shopping, all these things. And Right now, as I'm recording this, we're going into the holiday season. So there are even more to-dos. There are more plans to be made. There are more things to be purchased. And so when we're thinking about to-dos, they can creep into our days and they can really usurp our time and they can distract us from our most important things, even though they need to get done. We can't just ignore them forever. So I'm going to tell you my tactic is number one, I set aside to-do time. So I will block off time to get my to-dos done, to order the things, to plan the things, to send the things, to do the things. And so as I think of things I have to do, because we do that all day long, like, oh yeah, I need to go order the next size up of, of soccer cleats, right? Whatever it is that's on your mind. One thing that you can do is establish a place in a notebook or on your fridge wherever is most convenient for you, where you start writing down these little things that have to happen when you think of them. You don't have to stop right now. I personally have a notebook with me at all times. So if I'm sitting while I'm homeschooling my children and I think of something, I'm going to flip to my to-do page and I'm going to jot it down really quickly. And then I'm going to close my notebook and get back to helping them. Then in my to-do time, the time in my week that I have set aside for all those to-dos, I'm going to open to that page of my notebook and I'm going to get to work. 
and I'm going to do them all. And this is really, really helpful for my mental load, right? So as mothers, we carry around all these things in our mind that we have to remember to do. The meal planning and the grocery shopping are just the tip of the iceberg. And if you're a working homeschooling mother like me, it multiplies, right? The more obligations, the more you're out in the world. If you're in ministry, if you're in community service, suddenly all those to-dos are multiplying. If you're a member of a family, (laughs) all of those to-dos are multiplying. And so to relieve that mental load, get it out of your brain get it onto paper, and then set aside the time to take care of them. And that is the part that will relieve your stress. Because if you know there's that sort of light at the end of the tunnel, there is that time devoted to taking care of those things. You don't need to worry about it. Everything happens in its own time, at the right time, then you'll be fine. And so in addition to that, I actually have to-do folders as well. I have one for homeschooling and I have one for business and everything else. And so if papers come into my life that need to be taken care of, or if school papers of things I want to do in the future are coming in, I have two folders where I can put them so that when it's time to sit down and decide what we're doing in our homeschool, or it's time for me to sit down and get some of my to-dos done for the business, I have my list in my notebook and I have a folder exactly where all the papers are. And it's super simple and it's super easy and I make sure it's super convenient. And then that way I clear up space in the rest of my days simply by blocking off the time to do all those little things that have to be done. So I'm talking about all those little interruptions, those things we think of that have to be taken care of, right? So the key to this idea of batching our to-dos is to set aside the time to take care of the to-dos. This is where we usually fall short because we're really good at making lists. We're really good at collecting all the papers and all the things to be done. Where we fall short is setting aside a chunk of time to do all of those little things that otherwise will interrupt our day. The last thing I want to bring up, and I'm going to spend a lot of time on this because I think it's really important, is to actually schedule free space in our, in our days, to actually schedule free time, to actually reserve space on our calendar where there is nothing planned. And this can take a lot of different forms. You can have time during your day where there's nothing scheduled, right? Maybe you have an hour or two every afternoon. Maybe for you, it's in the evening. Maybe for you, it's first thing in the morning. But we can reserve that time every day, or we can have days where we deliberately do not make any scheduled plans. We can still homeschool, we can still do the housework, but maybe if we're really busy with a lot of children, with a lot of activities, maybe we say, you know what? On Mondays, no appointments, no activities, That's the day when we can, if we choose, just stay home. Now, maybe you'll decide to go to the playground or maybe you'll decide to go run errands, but I would highly recommend that you schedule your errands for another day and you have a breather day in your schedule where you don't have to be anywhere at a particular time. Free time and free space that is deliberately reserved can look like one Saturday a month. The definition of a vacation is a period of time devoted to pleasure, rest, or relaxation. At least that's my preferred definition. It is a break. It is a break from all the should-dos, could-dos, have-to-dos, must-dos. It is a period of time that is devoted to pleasure, rest, or relaxation. So I want to bring up the point here that vacations don't have to be reserved to a week 
once a year or two weeks once a year. Vacations can happen every single day. There can be a vacation in every day, a period of time devoted to pleasure, relaxation, or rest. Every day. There can be a vacation every week. There can be a vacation every month. And of course, you can do your annual vacation if you'd like, but vacations don't have to be a destination. So give yourself the vacations and schedule them. There's this idea of paying yourself first because if we just expect free time to happen, if we think, oh, it'll just be our leftover time at the end of the day, it rarely happens for most of us because we find a way to fill up that time. And so I want you to be very deliberate about this idea of paying yourself first. Schedule those vacations daily in and it can be 15 minutes. It can be a 15 minute vacation and it will make a huge difference to anyone who currently does not have 15 minutes in their day, right? Because free time, vacations, breaks, times for rest and relaxation and pleasure do not automatically happen in leftover time. They don't magically appear. We have to set that time aside. We have to guard that time and we have to understand why that time is valuable. We have to understand why those breaks are so important to us. And I'd like to say that taking breaks and having that time to just be helps all of us be at our best. This isn't about self-care or self-indulgence or, or that sort of line of thinking so much as this is intended to keep us at our best. This is intended to help us prevent burnout. This is intended to help us clear our minds so that we can be more patient so that we can be more thoughtful, so that we can be closer to our faith, so that we can come up with great and creative ideas, so that we can have more energy with our children, so that we can be the best version of ourselves. And so in order for us to make this free space happen, we must understand the value of this time and we have to speak that to ourselves I want this time because it helps me be who I most want to be and who I need to be, right? And then it's easier to guard it because I know what happens. Something comes up and we find a way to fit it in. We will stay up late and we will deprive ourselves of sleep if it means fitting in one more thing. And I need you to understand in order for free time to happen and in order for, it, for a person to commit to it, you have to understand its value. It has to be more valuable or as valuable as everything else that you have scheduled for the day. So when you make a decision about whether you're going to stay up late for something, you're making the decision whether or not that thing is more important to you than a good night's rest, right? And when we start perceiving free time as helping us be who we want to be, the same way that sleep helps us be who we want to be, then it's easier to say, is that thing worth my sanity? Is that thing more important than my peace of mind? Is that thing more important than me being the mother and the teacher that I believe my children need? And so I think between those three things, if we start purging the things that are not of value, if we're really ruthless about adhering to our purpose in this life, then we clear up some time in our days. If we begin to start blocking things together and batching them together and setting aside the time that is required to do those things so that we're reducing the interruptions and distractions during our day, if we stop multitasking and focus a little bit more, we also free up some time in our day and we reduce our mental load. And then number three, if we start getting deliberate about our free space and we start getting militant about guarding that, 
then suddenly we're able to be the best we can be and feel like we have some margin in our days. So those are three ways that we can definitely make a bigger impact in our own lives so that our own lives are more enjoyable and more purposeful. But it's also a way that we can make a bigger impact with our children, with our families, and with the bigger world in whatever we're called to do. So I can't wait to see you again in the next episode. And until then, I am wishing you all the simple things. Have a great day. If you'd like to help the Simple as a New Smart podcast be visible and easily found by other homeschoolers looking for simple, I hope that you will leave a great review on iTunes or your favorite podcast platform, subscribe, and tell a friend. Thanks so much.